Shut up, I love it. What's your favorite color? Where are you from? Do you have any brothers or sisters? You're paying for this, right? Shut up, I love it. I am Joe Cabello, and I am here with... Sasha Feiler, and this is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast when we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, misunderstood, hated, reviled, anything of the kind, and joining us today, oh my God, she is a musician, a writer, an actress, who was runner-up on NBC's The Voice season one, and now plays music with her sister in their musical duo, Meg and Dia. Welcome, Dia Frampton. Thank you. I'm so excited to be virtually here. (laughs) Excited to have you. What are you here to talk about? Let's just get right to it. I am here to talk about bad dates. Um, because whenever any of my friends have a terrible date or a bad date, they, you know, their whole day is ruined. They're so upset. And I think bad dates are interesting and kind of fun. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. When your friends go on them, I'm sure they're so much fun (laughs) that we'll get into, uh, some of yours or maybe all of our bad dates. Yeah. I was going to say full disclosure. I'm so like I haven't been in the game in too long. So I just any dates talk is makes me excited. I'm like tell me everything. And Dia, when you say bad dates, are we including just like all kinds of dates like blind dates, dates through the apps, it, just anything that goes the bad, I right. <laughs> even the fruit. Um yes, all bad dates. And I don't think I've had any insane terrible date mm-hmm. where I felt like my life was in danger or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard some weird things from friends. <laughs> those, not so much. Can we assume that we're not talking about those kinds of bad dates? You could. Th- there's a potential, especially living in L.A., but sometimes they're just the ones that kind of coast and, you, you know, you're constantly checking your phone and you're like, is an mm. hour enough? Can I leave now? When can I leave? Um But dating in L.A. is hard, especially because I'm from Utah and dating there is Mm. very different. Yeah. And when did you move to Los Angeles from Utah? I moved. uh, I was 17. So Mm -hmm. I just turned 34. So I've been in L.A. for a long time. (laughs) So that's half of your life. And then like dating before 17, it just has its own quirks. Just being a teenager, I assume, compared to dating as a grown woman. That is so true. I still feel like a teenager, but... Don't we all here in this <laughs> Same very space? To, it's problematic how much I still feel like a teenager. Joe, what's your experience with bad dates? Well, I definitely can remember more bad ones mm-hmm. than good ones. I have like one that I'm sure I'll talk about later. It was really just one of those things where um, I'll tease it out. But even the girl later said, don't worry, I won't tell any of my friends about this. <gasps> oh. And you are the one telling the world about it. I will tell the world about it. Um, but yeah, so I've had them. I uh, Luckily, now I'm engaged. We're Congratulations yeah, once congratulations. again. Yes, we are looking at not having any more uh, dates that are not, uh, you know, fiance and married dates in the future. Uh, I get so like shivers when my friends talk about their dating lives and what mm. like they have to go through and the, the dating profiles tremors the 1991 <laughs> film is what i get i get a dvd <laughs> copy of it every time they tell me but i just i can't imagine going into that world i think everybody would hate me i think i would do very poorly mm. uh, so yes what about sasha you obviously not a lot of dating you said like now, currently, not a lot, but you know, I mean, I've been married for one year, but I've been in a relationship for who knows how long, 13, 14, nobody keeps it's the count in this yeah, house. Long enough that <laughs> the records are gone. The records are gone, but before then, bad dates was like the thing. In fact, I have to just put it out there, like I, I for the longest time did not know what a date is. Like I did not understand the concept. It took me a long time through experiencing what others are telling me about their dates to really understand what a date is. Because I, I don't, like in Russia, I don't remember a concept of like, oh, they went on a date. I don't know. It's like, I feel like people just meet and then they get married. 
in Russia. <laughs> like, there's no in-between space. The first one you see, that's it. Yeah, the first one that's available or, like, willing. Uh, so I don't... I, I feel it took me a long time to, like, understand, like, the social expectations of what, like, a date looks like. And I think I fucked up quite a bit in my way, you know? So down the line, I was, like, a fucking mess. Like, pieces of, like, broken hearts, uh, breaking up with people over text messaging, ghosting people, not being sexually... How should I put it? Like, aware of, like... Like, sexually just, like, aware. <laughs> Period. <laughs> just... Aware that sexuality is a thing. Yes. It is really like, I feel like if you want to look at how messy my life has ever been, you have to look at my like former dates. It's shocking that I'm married. It doesn't make any sense. But who cares about me? Dia, do you do a lot of these bad dates? What's what's the deal these days? What's going on? I haven't had any terrible dates recently, but um, I think when you were talking about you didn't, you didn't understand dates. I mean, you were talking about it in a different context, but I was thinking I don't understand dates in Los Angeles because half the time I don't know I'm on a date and the other uh -huh. half the time I think I'm on a date and I'm totally oh. not on a date. And that's been the hardest thing that I've been talking about with my friends. I'm like, I go out with somebody. I think they want to talk about music or some mm. kind of thing or they uh, pick your brain about something. And then it'll turn into a date, but I'm not sure. Or I'll mm -hmm. think I'm on a date. And then they start talking about, you know, do you have any recommendations for this kind of producer for this song or something? <laughs> and I just completely deflate. So that's been my biggest problem lately is just mm. L.A. Because nobody actually says, can I take you out on a date? But that's such a Utah thing because I think in Utah, um, largely, I think, helped by uh, a lot of people in Utah are Mormon. And so I think Mormons often, I guess I shouldn't speak for them because I'm not Mormon, but mm -hmm. they seem to date with intention. Like the Russians. Yeah. Because I feel like in LA, I meet so many people and they're like, we'll just see where this goes. Like, I don't really, I'm like very into my career right now, which means they usually want to sleep around. Um, but I mean, <laughs> dating is always, we'll see where this goes, right? But at least in Utah, they say, we'll see where this goes, but my intention is marriage and a serious relationship and a family. And that's yeah, more what Utah is. And in LA, I'm like, am I on a date? Am I on a, uh, what is this? And then- By the way, this is a date. What's happening <laughs> yeah. right now. This podcast <laughs> is a date. Whoa. And we'll put it out there. <laughs> I have two points to that. One, my life, my dating life changed big time when I said, I'm never gonna have that ambiguity. I am going to say, I would like to take you out to dinner on a date, or I would like to take you out on a date. Everything was better from that point on, even the reception of the person. Like, it's more mm -hmm. clear. They're like, no, or wow, you see their eyes light up asking someone, I would like to take you out to dinner on a date. I don't think I've heard that in like five years. Because if you think that you're on a date with them, you can actually say no faster than if you don't know you're on a date. Oh, so they, there's a chance for them to, like, charm your pants charm off? Charm or yeah. the typical thing is, like, hey, let's work on something together. Like, let's write something together. Never trust a single guy who who says that. Don't <laughs> work on the sketch with anybody. Women. Yeah, don't. Write features. Write alone. Yes, don't write alone. <laughs> that with is other so women. terrible that, that they can go in with that kind of bad intention. It's not good. I also imagine it's very hard to be a very attractive, like yourself, Dia, young but woman no. <laughs> who's single and has voice season two or, or so the season one. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever the thing. You know me. I'm musically illiterate, so I have <laughs> no. no understanding of what you do. But I'm sure people care. Joe named a cat after you. Um, <laughs> so your persona must be attracting some guys that I'm like, oh, I don't know. Are there good guys to go on a dates with? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just by being who you are, probably. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I imagine even me, when who I was at 30, like whatever. It was just like, or before I knew Jay. Because at 30, I was already with Jay, y'all. It was already. Oh, too long. That's Hashtag nice. Too long. <laughs> too long. Could be shorter. So I don't know. I'm just saying, what I'm saying is that, like, I remember that being young and attractive in some ways sucks. That's what I'm trying to say as a woman. I don't 
feel like can, either. Can you confirm? <laughs> I, I don't. I feel like, I don't know. Whenever I get on a date with somebody that looks remotely like a normal person, I just feel lucky. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I hope this person is a nice person. Um, but I've been on the apps for almost two years now. And I was never on a dating app before because... I was, I, I like to be out and I, you know, would meet people at plays or concerts or just at, at the park even. Um, but with COVID, I was just sitting at home and I thought I can't meet oh, anyone. Yeah. So that's when I got on the apps. And it's so weird because there's so many different kinds of people and dating has been weird. And I found that the the biggest thing whenever I speak to anyone on dates is that people show up. Because I guess a lot of people in L.A. make dates and then just never go and never tell that person they're not going. So why are they setting up the dates? I'm just curious. Maybe like you, Dia, or Joe, you can answer this question. Why are they setting up the dates that they're not going on? I have no idea because I went with this one guy and we never went out again. But um, and it was a, a nice, you know, conversation or whatever. That's kind of why I that's why I chose this for Shut Up, I Love It is because sometimes you could just go on a date that's not gonna go anywhere romantically but it's just mm -hmm. kind of an interesting time and it turns into an hour of let me just talk to this person about his really interesting job or what it was mm -hmm. like to grow up in Connecticut or what it's like to work in animation and it just you know just being curious about humans and th their human experience everybody starts figuring out animation Connecticut <laughs> Who is this person Dia talking uh, yeah. about? Um, but but he just, I, you know, I sat down and we met at the Dresden um, just for a drink. And he was like, oh, whew, you came. My last date just didn't show up. And I thought I thought that was so rude. Wow. I think people, the online dating, similar things have happened to my friends where even like five minutes before the date, the girl texts them and says, oh, I got the opportunity to go see this concert, so I'm going to have to cancel. Oh, and no. I think they just treat online dating very frivolously, like it's not an mm. actual person, and it's not very serious, especially because you never had to talk to the person face-to-face. -face. Mm. So there's, it's really easy just to, all right, signing off, and then that's it. So I think they're just not taking dating seriously, which is fine, but you should take your commitment seriously of, meeting someone i know especially in la it takes so much effort to carve that time out and <laughs> drive through traffic park mm -hmm. go to this place to meet a completely stranger and just respect for time and i was just so surprised that <laughs> they just didn't show but i don't know dating is is uh weird it's been an adventure <laughs> mm -hmm. what so, do you put on your dating profile um oh, that's a great question Ooh, mm -hmm. what do i put uh, I think the last thing I put was um, arguing that John Wick is the best movie of all time. <laughs> you, get, you get some keepers. With that. Yeah. And um, but I don't know. I feel like my dating app and I don't know if it's just because I turned 34 because I kind of had the viewpoint on, you know, I'll just date and see what's out there. And then all of a sudden when I turn 34, I don't know if it's my baby timer like starting to tick um but i just thought you know i want to start dating mm. with intention and i want to start dating seriously and find somebody that wants a family and and has good values and and you know back then in my 20s i was like i just want somebody in tight pants and sure. likes tight pants dude i i i right? sure love tight pants <laughs> and like and the fact that if they're connected to music is great like doesn't mean that i don't listen to music or understand what sounds it makes but <laughs> the pants do the job right I mean, and like if the hair is interesting forget it yes my bar was low i just wanted somebody interesting and fun to go out with and you know a crazy guy and now in my 30s all of a sudden i'm just like does he have a savings account does he call his mother is he clean what does his house look like you know that's my barometer now and it's changed very much and that's that's a weird feeling yeah do you how do you what's your um i guess mindset when you go into dates because uh, if you're enjoying them i feel like you're seeing them through a specific lens like so how do you prepare yourself mentally i think mentally i just say well i think i can tell within the first 10 to 15 minutes whether this could potentially be something or not 
Um, mm. And then if within 15 minutes, it kind of switches to the, no, this isn't going to be any kind of romantic thing. Then I just switch to, okay, let me just have a good time as a human connecting with another human. And because my energy used to go to, oh, bummer, like this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I have to be here for another hour just to be polite. This is awkward. Oh, I feel really bad that this is expensive dinner. Like, should I split the bill? Should I try to get the bill? Should he get that? And I just like kind of went mm-hmm. to that anxious, anxiety-ridden place. And now I just say, how can I just have a fun human connection there's always interesting things about people, even if you're not super similar and just, you know, learn about something new and different. And um, that's been something fun to do. And I haven't had anything terrible happen. I've had some weird dates, but I think that nothing terrible. What you're describing is just thinking as a writer. Yeah, actually, a lot of mm-hmm. weird dates or situations somehow will influence writing. And it Mm kind of always comes in. There was there was a date I went on recently where he started to talk about music in a really interesting way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been a little bit jaded about music and he was just so inspiring and talking about music. And I've been writing a lot of music scripts and Sasha's been teaching me. And, um, (laughs) you know, I was just like, this is such a great optimistic inspirational character in my head mm. and i i said um would you mind if i just wrote some of these things you're saying down or no. you know got a voice memo and just and he he was super cool he said no 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 not at all and i like put my phone out and actually pushed record and oh, um God. he just kept talking about music and uh was describing it in such a beautiful way and so i was going through my voice memos the other day and i was like what is this oh this was my date at melody <laughs> I would love every single one of my interactions with people to end up like that, where they say, Joe, do you mind if I write down some of these things you're saying? I'd be like, yes, I'm interesting and amazing. That guy was so flattered. I bet you. I I think, yeah, he was cool. Because I was like, this is going to be so weird to ask him to voice, like record our conversation. But I did. And uh, he was talking about the music industry and how it was different, like the grunge in Seattle. And it was just so cool and um it never really ended up working out as anything further but we hung out a few more times and he's a super nice interesting person and um just got some good some good little one-liners in there you know you're responsible for him making a podcast and for, for better or for worse he started one the next day and uh it's doing well i have a question to everybody does anybody like fall in love still is that a thing like, do we need to go on a date? I- I'm sorry. I really don't. I'm on the, from a different century. <laughs> like, does love exist? Does love exist? It? I'm from a different century. What is the state of love, like, of the world on f- love at first sight and any of that? Is that a thing still? Do young people fall in love? I think they Can, fall in love more than anyone else. Like, every girl <laughs> I've ever dated for a long time, I thought was the one until a point. You know, mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. You, like, I don't think I've ever gone on like, I wasn't so sure about this person. I'll go on a second date. And then that turned into a mm-hmm. three-year relationship. You know, it's always been like, this really feels right. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've been way yeah. more cynical about love lately. <laughs> and I think it's kind of been weird because a lot of the people that I've gone on dates with have been like pretty cool attractive fun kind funny people smart and there's yeah smart and just mm. you know yeah very generous very kind wow. family people and i'm like these are great people but there's just not been that spark and it's just kind of weird to be a little lackadaisical with love because in my 20s i always had that driven like I need to see this person, even though I have to work at 7 a.m. tomorrow, I'm still going to try to see them at midnight. Mm-hmm. And now I don't know if it's mid thirties, but I'm like, oh, I just, I want to sleep. I'll, I'll get brunch with them mm-hmm. next week. There's just no mm-hmm. urgency to a relationship mm-hmm. anymore. And, um, and oftentimes, you know, if they text me, do you want to go see a movie or do you want to do something? I'd rather stay home alone and write. And that's, yeah. that's very strange yeah. to me. Big Basically, yes. the writing, the writing 
process is become your partner. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're going to learn from all that's this. That's what we're learning. Is that yeah. It's, it's, we're all writers here. <laughs> I mean, we get it. And I think it's what you're saying, I think is true. Because even I started dating my fiance when I was, I think, 27. No, that's 29. And you're 55 now. So that's a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm also 34. So at that, when we first started dating, it was that, you know, seeing each other at midnight. We had work early all the time, all those things. She's my favorite person, would love to hang out with nobody more. Besides than her. Pinky. Yeah, besides Pinky and Dia, the cat. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I wonder if we met today and started Whoa. dating, if we would have that energy or if it just is like, no, now I'm much more serious about certain goals and my lifestyle than I was then. So I don't even know now with that that person if we would have that energy. Well, do I you think it's know. because you're you're... Your life fills up with other things that become... Because when I was younger, like love was this huge thing that, you know, I would get into a a relationship and have that energy of like, let's just stay up and talk all night. Mm -hmm. And now it's, I want to write. I want to play music. I want to watch this movie. I want to go for a walk alone. And I just feel so much more full on my own that the other person just kind of ends up being another piece of the puzzle instead of the entire puzzle. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's in my mind right now. I'm like, is that wrong? Is that is this not the right person? Is there a person that is a full puzzle for me? Or am I shifting into a different mentality where it is okay if they're just a piece of my I think it's puzzle. a healthy way. And I'll say that mm-hmm. because when I met Jay, he was that person. Like, even though we only two years apart, like, he was that person of, no, like, I think you're the one. And, like, he told me he loves me within a month after meeting me. Very unlike him. Uh, he, like, only had one college girlfriend before me. Like, didn't date anybody really ever. And he was, like, I, I remember being, like, we have to go to sleep and, like, talk all night. Like, exactly what you said, Dia. I was, like, we're going to, like, you know, like, the lights are off, but we're still talking. There's so much we're going to, like, watch, look each other in the eyes. He's just not that kind of guy. Like, and not because he's, like, not romantic, but he's just, like, he's just, like, no, like, he needs sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, like, in the morning, he's cranky, and then, like, he's great. And he's just, like, more healthy. And I have, like, always this, like, trauma maybe maybe like old trauma from my family mixed with like expectations and like emotions and for me most of like my last like at least five seven years of my life has been just cleaning all that up and healing from that and just becoming more like stable normal person so I think what you are describing not thinking that the person is the puzzle but they're just part of the puzzle I think it's just super healthy that's what I think Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it is that. But I kind of balance in my own relationship with that between, yeah, like I don't think we would, I would be like rushing out at midnight to go hang out with her now if I had work at 7 a.m. <laughs> but I also have this weird, uh, it's not really weird, but almost like, and this is going to sound creepy, overly gushy. No. <laughs> But it's like almost a destiny. I feel like, oh, if I don't do anything else with my life except for love this person, that's a really good life. Like, I feel a, a very deep comfort with that. Sure. It, it isn't something that I'm like, oh, I don't want to focus on anything except for this person. Right. At the and same time. You're describing how Jay always has been. And to me, it's like I had to get there. Yeah. Because he's like, I love my, my job. And I love you. <laughs> and it's great. You're the one. I'm like, wait, wait. But where is all the drama? Where's the drama? I don't <laughs> oh, get it. There's no drama. Mm. It's better without drama. I love that, though. I mean, I can't remember what the exact quote was, but it was something like truly loving someone is the best art you'll leave behind. Um, And I think that's something so special because in L.A., especially people are so career driven that spending time with loved ones, whether it's relationship or family, is kind of looked on as a secondary thing when Mm -hmm. it can be just as important. But it doesn't have to be dramatic. I Mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm learning that as well. It, it's it can just be your person, your partner, and <laughs> there doesn't have to be all of that chaos that can still exist now. But for me, it was more a path I took in my twenties. 
But I wonder when you say, dear, that you meet these people that you meet on the apps and then you meet them in person and you usually, even if it's an interesting conversation, it doesn't end up being like, oh, the spark, like the romantic spark. But I wonder if it just has to do maybe, and tell me if I'm wrong, with the context of like the dating app. Like, is it mm -hmm. easy to, like, do people feel crazy sparks and they like tear each other's clothes off because they met each other on the app? I don't know. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. I don't think so. The last person I felt kind of crazy sparks for was somebody that I'd known for years that was in my acting class that we just never, um, we never really thought of each other that way because I was dating somebody else at the time. So I just did not think totally. of him in that way at all. And then um, we reconnected for a little bit during COVID and I just knew him for so long and we knew each other's work and we had a friendship. And there was that spark that was, you know, really new and refreshing because I don't really think it exists on the dating apps. And, and you kind of feel like a... I went on a third date with somebody that I met on an app and he uh, casually s dropped something like he was just like, oh, this girl that I went on a date with last week said something about this movie or something. It was just some like casual thing that he said that he didn't mean to say. I could tell that he kind of wanted yeah. to take that <laughs> back, but also it wasn't anything bad to say. And, you know, we were meeting on apps, so we know that mm. you're kind of sitting at the buffet. Um and he was just like, oh, sorry. Like, it's just, you know. And I was, you know, I said, it's fine. I know that you're dating people and here we are. So that kind of spark isn't really there because you are aware. There's like an unspoken thing that everyone's aware of when you meet somebody on an app that they probably went on a date last night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're looking at you with just... Uh, hesitancy too it's like oh this is going to be an another online date there's no hope yeah really. there is no hope and I don't know you it, it, uh, it is like you're not a real person and people are just swiping by and another thing with apps is um sometimes I'll just swipe through people who I'm not particularly they're just not my kind of I'm not drawn to them. I don't know how to right. say it. In a, in, <laughs> it a, it's not a bad or good thing. I'm just not physically drawn to them. But I was thinking about it the other day and I said, there's been quite a few people that I've um, dated or have had a romantic relationship with that I met on tour or um, in some kind of setting where I see them often. And I just fall in love with their energy and their vibe and they're so funny they're so smart they're so kind to other people they're helpful they're just generous and and i completely you know by the end of that month spent together whether it's a class or a tour i'm so attracted to them yes. physically physically that's what happens yes. to me Crazy. that's that's me i fall i fall for like kind generous just like every like everybody's friend like that kind of guy i totally get that mm -hmm. and then i'm like so if i see their picture do i really see that do i know that that's the guy you know what i mean i'm like imagining myself to be like on dating app i will never recognize him from, from yeah the photo. and it, it mm -hmm. takes a while you know it wasn't just like one or two times of seeing this person it's you know mm -hmm. being on tour seeing this person every single day in two to three months or however long it is oh, and yeah. just eventually all of a sudden it's like this magic thing i just look over at them and i just see george clooney <laughs> you know i'm like because it, it is george it clooney. is i'm Which just like you understand why you would <laughs> always on the tours <laughs> he comes to every show but i'm just thinking wow this show. person is magical um mm -hmm. and then it becomes a thing of like how can i let them know that i want to take them out on a date or something but that's the mm -hmm. thing that you miss with apps is you don't really have that time and maybe your first date is fun and you're kind of just getting to know somebody and the second date is kind of like okay and then the third date is like uh maybe they're maybe this isn't working maybe there's not a connection but it's more based around time than not because even with um anything physical i really don't like being physical with people unless i know them really well mm-hmm it's just not yeah. fun. Like one night stands just sound I, miserable to me. I tried in my early 20s. It's so, I'm so bad at that. Me I was too. So I, bad at that. Just not awful. my best work. 
Because <laughs> people, you know, that is something you're supposed to do in your 20s is like, mm-hmm. have fun, be free. And uh, it, at least for me, I just hated it. I, I, I love to be physically involved with somebody I'm really connected with. It all makes it more difficult to have a good date. So again, do you only love about bad dates the uh, the fact that you can put it into your writing? Or do you actually enjoy the moment of being with this person in front of you, even if you're like, there is no way anything's going to happen? <laughs> or are you just planning your next sample? Which <laughs> one is it? Yeah, how do you feel as the guy's like licking his fingers and like throwing his chicken bones on your plate? I feel like... <laughs> I just try to find the humor in it um, and, and try to, my mindset just goes to, is there something I can learn from this person? And usually it goes into something literal. Uh, like if he's an accountant, I'll just start to ask him like, how should I balance out my tax taxes right. better this year or something? Um, learn from it. Yeah, just learn from it um, and, and just try to learn from their stories. But usually it's something that will, I mean, at a party recently... I didn't end up going on a date with this person, but they were talking a lot about spirituality and fortune tellers. And that Mm. uh, made me think of a story idea that I'm kind of trying to beat out now about uh, that, that whole world of fortune tellers and psychics. And are there any real ones? And uh, you know, what is that world? And that was just from, um, that was just from meeting somebody at a party, but you're really in the gathering mode right now. I, you just got ga- your gatherer. I think it's because I've been, I don't have a roommate <laughs> and I've just been alone for so long that, um, yeah, I just, I've been going That's hard great. lately with the birthdays and the barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I really feel for the people who have been alone during this time. Mm-hmm. I'm getting so used to it. Well, sounds like you have been very productive. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm trying. Writing. Well, I'm taking writing classes. And for everyone out there, they should take Sasha's writing class because it's awesome. And I seriously think writing has been the saving grace of keeping me grounded during COVID. Well, and I think writing itself, and especially transitioning to writing in life, not like starting off like, oh my God, since like 12 years old, I knew I was going to be a writer, went to like, you know, major in English. Like I'm talking about, the kind of transitioning into writing, I think a lot of it has to do directly with maturing and just becoming a better person. I've noticed that in life, like for myself and for many people who just mm-hmm. like, like the moment they start to really deeply understand human condition, y'all, mm-hmm. that's when, you know, writing kind of becomes steps to the forefront and you're like, oh, okay, that's uh, maybe that's what I, that's what I'm good at. And I want to keep doing this and get better at it Yeah, because in writing you'll find who you truly are until you really write it down you kind of don't know yourself in many ways i completely agree dropping some wisdom here from the teacher um i will tell you guys about i was trying to think about the actual worst date i ever went on before i came on this podcast and i met this person outside of a bakery see this is what i like meeting people in random ways Mm -hmm. so i went to this bakery that has like these amazing cookies and they were closed. They had just closed. And I was like, ah. And he was um, he was sitting outside eating a cookie with this other gentleman. And I definitely made a like, ugh. You know, like, <laughs> it's closed. I can't get my cookie today. And he started laughing. And then I talked to him for maybe a couple minutes. And he just said, can I get your number? Um, I'd like to take you out sometime. So he texted me immediately. We went out on a really great date. We went for a walk. We got some coffee. It was like two hours maybe. And I was like, oh, Same this, day. Um, I think it was a few days later. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I just thought, oh, this was like such a nice date. And I had a really great time. He's very smart. He's very funny. And I called him to go out um, a few days later. And he just got really weird. And he said, <laughs> basically... He was like, I don't really want a relationship right now, but if you could just come by once a week, maybe we could figure out some kind of financial situation. Oh, my I, I am floored. What does that mean? That was my L.A. date. So first of all, I was like, I called you to go on a second date. You could have just hung out with me and not paid me, uh, right? And And I was just... 
I was, and I told him that I was, I said, I'm calling you because I like you. And then it kind of just became, I think he didn't want any kind of anything. He just wanted company for, you know, Saturday at 10. Mm. And that was it. And um, it was a really, I guess that's not a terrible thing. Because if you have a certain, if that's all you can offer people, I guess it's good to be up front. But I was just floored because I was not expecting that because in my head I was like, that was so fun. We had coffee. We talked. He's so cool. Mm-hmm. And now, then, as he was asking you for phone number by that bakery, um, did you see it coming like before he asked you or you're like, was it out of the blue? Or you're like, oh, my God, this guy is so hitting on me. It was so, I, I mean, I, I definitely felt like it was going to be a date when he mm-hmm. asked for my number. But when he asked after the date for like some kind of weird (laughs) weekly meetup pay me money situation that came completely out of the blue because in my head I was like maybe we'll go see a movie together on our next date and maybe we'll go you know play tennis or whatever and uh that was there and I was very surprised were you bummed or were you just grossed out I was bummed and grossed out Mm -hmm. and how I feel yeah, I mean, it wasn't something that ruined my week because, you know, I'd gone out with him once and so I wasn't in love and enamored, but I was definitely like really missed any red flags, if any, mm-hmm. but I was just mm-hmm. like, how did I, that's such a random thing. And uh, I don't know, maybe some girl would work out well for him that doesn't want any kind of relationship. <laughs> He's yeah, there's a services for that. That that is very true. That's terrible. That I mean, I would I would classify this as a terrible date. But during the date, I definitely felt like, oh, this is going great. It wasn't one of those dates where I thought, oh, this is a bad date. Let me just have fun or get to know about such and such. And then afterwards, I realized it was not a great date. Um, but I think that's the worst, or not the worst. There's like the strangest thing that's kind of happened in the Mm -hmm. L.A. dating scene. It's hard. It's the same like with writing. Mm -hmm. It's so like much easier to give notes to somebody. You know, I mean, there's skill to it. There's craft to it. Then like giving yourself the same notes, you know, you're like, but I'm in this mess. I don't know. It's like, but Mm -hmm. which way should I go? Like it's, you know, being in it is obviously very different from just stepping out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just wrote a feature script and my friend read it and gave me notes a few notes that changed everything I've written 60 new pages now and I think two pages are from the old script and I was just like how did I not see this this is just Uh the worst amateur mistake but I thought I thought he was gonna call me and just be like this is so great (laughs) always every time Every, every time, time that's the hope. every time I'm, I, I think I'm like impressing somebody. <laughs> I uh, will probably getting ready to get into the rating system, but I did tease out the bad date you story. I think we do okay. have to unfortunately tell it. So uh, there was a comedy theater with a cafe in it that I would spend a lot of time at. And uh, there was a girl I would see with a couple of mutual friends of mine. And I was like, this girl's very pretty. So one day while she's with them, I go up to her and I'm like, hey, can I speak to you for a second? I'm Joe. I would like to take you out on a date. Wow. All great. All great so far, right? So far, so good. Um, (laughs) And uh, so we go on the date. We go to get some, get a couple drinks. She's not much of a drinker is what I would learn on the date. That's fine. Uh, The problem arose when maybe just days earlier, a uh, very like, prominent person in that small community of comedians uh, was outed as a sexual predator. And okay, it was I'm just running, running through in my head who through all my, the people. Have, yeah. And it was someone I knew really well mm-hmm. and someone who actually gave me a pretty cool opportunity. So it was like something that was kind of like on my mind heavily. And this was someone else in the comedy community. So unfortunately, the entire date, I could not shut up about this person. <laughs> And yeah, who would want to talk about that on a first date 
or period. The LA comedy s- scene is very small and uh, has a, many bad people in it. Oh no. <laughs> I, and this was one of the people and I just, I couldn't help but nervously joke about the person or like just yeah. talk about them and um, could really just see the life force sucking out of the date with every mm-hmm. comment about it. But you couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop. I couldn't stop because then it became a parody of itself, mm-hmm. too. And Meta. it was it was nothing like terror. Like I wasn't saying terrible opinions about like mm-hmm. what he did was right. You know, it wasn't anything mm-hmm. like that. But it was just the nervous jokes and whatnot of being really connected to that thing. And it probably wouldn't be something I would do if she was just uh, a scientist and we went on a date. It was because this was somebody who was you know part of the whole. Uh, small comedy community. Well, yeah, because if she knew him and you knew him, then it, and it's like we, you're both so like in the in this game of improv comedy, like community. Yeah. Then it, it it becomes huge news. It's like, shop when talk. Mm. It's really shop talk. And yeah, alcohol not, is involved. <laughs> oh, totally. So I'm just going. And she's going not off. drinking. She's had one glass of white wine. That who knows? Maybe I haven't finished it for her. Uh, and uh, we say our goodnights and it was just so uh, obviously not like I I left and I'm like yeah I shouldn't have talked about that at all let alone throughout the night and then um, I apologized over text and she said don't worry I won't tell my friends about it which I kind of hated because I'm like well I'm not apologizing so you don't tell your friends I'm apologizing because I did not feel that that was a great experience for either of us. Uh, but thank you for not telling your friends, which I'm sure she did mm-hmm. tell every single one of her friends. Um, but I still regret it. Great person. We were never going to be a good match anyway. Mm, yeah. But and that's the bigger takeaway. I think we just weren't going to. Yeah, even. But I have car confessions. Out. I'm definitely, you know, once you leave a date or leave a business meeting or something, I was like, ah, I got stuck on that. I think I was just nervous or I shouldn't have said that. But also, like, if when I get nervous on dates, I will start talking about stuff. and just feel like, ugh. <laughs> what am I doing? And then the more you say, like, I'm sorry, what am I doing? Then it, you just spiral even more. Yeah. So you can't win. But at least you apologized and you acknowledged it. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad of a story as I thought it could go. Exactly. I'm purged now. I am healed because I have we spoken have my truth. You. We have purged you and healed you. And you know what that means? That means it's time for the ratings. Joe, tell us how the ratings work. Yes, we are going to rate bad dates on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as a comparison. So that other thing can be uh, the movie um, uh, Independence Day is a 6 what out of 10. Tremors. Tremors. The tremors, yeah. That's good. Tremors is a 10 <laughs> out of 10. Bad dates are a 1 out of 10 because they're never as good as watching Tremors again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be anything or it could be chocolate chip cookies or another experience. Your choice. And I will go first. That way it makes sense to everybody. I am going to stack bad dates against bad shows, comedy Ooh. shows. Improv or stand-up? Um, let's, say, uh, ooh, I, let's say improv because that is a group thing Okay. versus stand-up. It's all on you. Um, so bad improv shows, you know, I think you do learn to love them as you do more improv. You get comfortable. My in husband them. would agree because he doesn't do improv and it hurts him every time to see a bad yes, one. Yes, yes. And I, well, seeing a bad one, that's a different story, I think. But being in a bad one, you can kind of free yourself and be like, this is bad. I am free. It's never going to be good. So I can enjoy myself. But they're still really uncomfortable. I'm going to give them a 7 out of 10. I think uh, I have good memories of bad shows, but I don't want to be up there again doing a bad show. Bad dates. Ooh, I'm going to have to give a two out of ten. I think it would be more appropriate to just leave your improv show in the middle of it as it's going badly (laughs) than it would the date. But you're probably better off leaving a date in the middle of it that's going poorly. Um, so I think they are brutal, but I also, I do hope I never have to do another bad date again, because that would mean disaster for my relationship. But mm-hmm. 
you know, maybe maybe one day in the future uh, that'll that'll happen and I'll get to experience it and there will be a silver lining. Um, oh, and I will mention Lunch Table. They're not a sponsor of this podcast, but go check out Lunch Table if you would like some guaranteed platonic dates where you can meet interesting people. What it does is it matches you up with other professionals, essentially, and you can look for other writers or... Mm. Um, people who are adjacent or just anybody and it'll set you up with a random person and then you guys just uh talk for an hour at whatever schedule they give you and i've met a couple people through that one of them i still am in close contact with and as a friend oh that's really cool yeah if you want to avoid the like is this a date thing and just meet people it's actually a really great way and I'm going to promote Open Table. You can make reservations for any restaurant. <laughs> they are a sponsor. <laughs> so Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go next. I'm going to compare bad dates with a specific experience. I'm going to take a very specific experience, me teaching yoga last night. So one of my jobs is that I teach hot yoga at Hot 8 in Pasadena because it makes me a better person. I get free yoga and it teaches me compassion and Everything is everything. Like, it's all good stuff. But, like, last night, it was a very tough crowd. It was just so tough. I was so reminded. I told I told Jay, I'm like, it was the worst yoga class I've ever taught. I was reminded of how bad an improv show can go, but at least you have your teammates on stage. Mm. You are alone. You're getting paid. It's hot. There's a guy who is wearing a hat, and he just sits, like, and, like, picks like at his big toe in the beginning of class when I'm like telling people how to get in posture so I came over I'm like so uh Colin do you have an injury what's going on he's like just not flexible so like I can do it so and I was like okay well I'm offering modifications blah 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 nothing it's just tough crowd I was just making jokes and like nobody was cracking because here's the thing when I teach yoga I crack jokes all the time I can't stop like I love it's like that. I'm on stage I, I just can't stop and it's like if they don't like it they'll never come back but most of my regulars they keep coming back I subbed last night so it wasn't my crowd it wasn't oh. my people they did not expect it but I think it's also like something was in the air it was just like a smaller class it was weird there was this guy with the hat and I just was like the whole time uh, I was reminded actually of um this one improviser, Judy Fonzo Marks, out of all people, shout out. <laughs> but like, I remember when he was teaching us improv like 10 years ago, I don't know how long, he was like, look, when the show is going bad and you look at your teammates on stage doing bad scene, this is a time when you tell yourself, I have to fucking save it. Like, this is not for you to be like, whoa, this is bad. This is going to be a bad show. This is a cue for you to go and save it. This was me like last night in this teaching yoga class. I'm like, this is the time for me to save it, to save it. And it's just like against the wall, against the wall. Terrible, worst class ever. So that was like um, probably a three. Like I still love to be in a hot room. <laughs> still like I feel safe. Nobody's going to hurt me. Um, terrible dates that I've had. They were like really terrible dates. They like range from guy being super creepy and me like just like escaping. Not Yeah escaping to me like just getting up and then like leaving while they're like in the bathroom i was really bad so uh bad days would be a one mm. <laughs> dia um, most importantly what what about you first of all i think that's awesome that you crack jokes during yoga class because i love that my mom's a yoga teacher <laughs> and i love yoga teachers that bring their own authenticity to class um but I'm going to compare bad dates to a bad massage because uh, nothing's worse because massages mm -hmm. are so expensive. You know, you're paying even for a cheaper massage. The cheapest in L.A. I can find is like $50 an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, then you tip them. So it's like 70 bucks or whatever an hour. So it's over a dollar a minute. And sometimes <laughs> you get the masseuse and your person's gone or something's happened. And they're just kind of like touching your back weird and you're not really feeling like they're getting out any of the aches and pains and they're you know in the whole you know five minutes in I'm just like oh this is so bad I can barely feel their hands on me and it's cold and <laughs> I'm getting more tense and I'm getting anxious um but at the end of the day I'm like I still got a massage <laughs> like <laughs> and, you know, and like, even though she didn't have good pressure, that like light amount of pressure was good on my hands. It's like my hands feel a little better. Um, so I would just say massage is like, 
a four out of ten, five out of ten. Like at a date, I'm like, okay, at least I wasn't sitting at home for the seventh day this week. I got out. I actually, you know, if it's a day date and it, during COVID especially, it's it's been making an attempt to do it out like at an outdoor coffee place or something. So I'm like, at least I'm getting some sun that I wouldn't have probably <laughs> gone today because you guys both know, riders, we just stay inside all day. And we don't yeah. get any vitamin D. Um, <laughs> so I can say a bad date's like a six out of 10. I can, I can hang with it. And I feel like mm-hmm. it's, I, it's a process of elimination. I just have to go on so many kind of weird dates to get to my person who's going to be I my forever that. person. I really believe that. Yeah. yeah. I believe that. It's statistics, you know? Yeah. It's just statistics, yeah. They're hiding there somewhere, but I'm staying away from the comedy clubs. <laughs> oh, please do. If there's any takeaway, do not date a comedian or a, j- a comedy writer even, don't do it. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, it, with background in comedy or stand-up. There you go. Okay. Because yes. they, if they're like, just like went to Harvard and have creating creative, but they probably... Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I forget either. what I said. No. Dia, thank you so much for coming on Shut Up, I Love It. So nice of you to find the time. No, thank you. This was super fun. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I should be a good... Uh, promoter uh, my sister and I just have a new song coming out called something in the water um, mm. by Megan Dia wait we have our Christmas album because it's <gasps> it's basically Christmas mm-hmm. this year is gone not to make everybody listening mm-hmm. absolutely panic but <laughs> yeah, this year is gone and it's Christmas and it's been two years now of you know complete isolation and online um, dating and, and online dating so <laughs> so listen to our December Darling Christmas album and and take Sasha's writing class because I, I really <laughs> genuinely you. genuinely loved it so uh, it was nice to have you in the class and yes there's a class open on scriptanatomy.com so I hope to see you all there Joe what's going on with you uh, go to joecabello.com my novella is up there Technovirus it's uh, I think not about the virus it's not about the virus it's about a much worse <laughs> virus in my argue my argument's sake a techno virus and uh i think it's three chapters away from being finished and those are up on patreon as well as my comic and everything so just go there and enjoy the bountiful pleasures on joecabello.com and thank you elizabeth salute for the artwork thank you mr owl for this amazing track and thank you for listening